Hello, everybody, and welcome on The Commerce Show. Today, I'm receiving Patrick Chan. Who is Patrick Chan? He's the general manager of Sezzle, the famous buy now, pay later solution. He's going to be explaining us how their solutions are currently disrupting the e-commerce industry, but also the way we do transaction online. I had a lot of fun with Patrick. You'll see uh, he's a really, really humble guy, but he's also really funny. Uh, so we exchange a lot about various subjects, uh, such as how the COVID have impacted the uh, buying habits of the consumer. But we've talked also about his leadership and management background. We've talked about how buy now, pay later solution can improve uh, your e-commerce. And uh, we're really, we, we've been, I think, really in depth about uh, all the, the things that a merchant should think of uh, prior to get uh, on board on a solution like uh, Sezzle or Afterpay or Paybrite. We've talked about all of those. And we've discovered how uh, Sezzle has a really, really nice mission, strong human values, such as their B Corp certification. So it, it was really amazing. I'm sure you're going to really enjoy that podcast. Um, so be sure to subscribe on our YouTube channel. Let's let's give a share to us, please. So if you can share it to your LinkedIn profile, if you've enjoyed that episode, it would be great. Um, thank you so much. And the podcast starts right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome on The Commerce Show. Today, today, I'm really excited to receive Patrick Chan from Sezzle. Patrick is the general manager for Canada, and I'm very happy to have him uh, today, to have someone uh, uh, with an important role like that uh, on the show. I know he has a lot of knowledge to share with us today about e-commerce and uh, the buy now, uh, pay later solution that Sezzle uh, is. Um, so I'm going to start right now with my question, Patrick, thank you for being on the show. How are you? Philippe, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing really great. Really great. We had a, a talk just prior to uh, the recording that, uh, you're almost uh, out of COVID on, on your end in Toronto, right? Yeah. Just one, one more day, uh, Ontario announced that starting Friday, which is tomorrow, uh, patios will be back open. I think uh, retail will be at 25% uh, capacity. So can't wait for things to open back up. Enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy getting together with uh, with family again and uh, sitting outside, but obviously still uh, still being uh, cautious and um, and doing our part in, in uh, getting things back to back to normal. Yes, and and you'll see in Quebec we we had. Uh... Uh, we we had that experience uh, like one month ago, and uh, it went uh, pretty well. So uh, I wish you the the best uh, for this uh, part of this uh, this pandemic. Um, so let's start with the questions, uh, Patrick. Um, sure. So you started your career as an account executive uh, at the Salesforce, uh, then you moved to PayPal as the strategic, uh, actually senior strategic growth for large enterprise. Uh, after four years, you moved to Qualtrics 
that has been acquired by SAP for over $8 billion. So that's that's a pretty huge uh, transaction. Um, and you were at that time an enterprise account executive. So you have a pretty good uh, sales background. And we're going to be talking about that uh, a little bit later. Uh, now you are the general manager at Cezol for Canada. So you, you're in charge of, of, of the Canada. Uh, so over the last 10 years, you developed a lot of experiences in uh, the S, uh, the SaaS uh industry so software as a service um, mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you you become <laughs> the the general manager of Cezo <laughs> uh, in Canada yeah for sure most of it's a blur to be honest but it's been a ton of fun um, but if it's okay I'd love to start the story long before uh, Salesforce and SaaS um, because I take a lot of pride yeah I take a lot of pride in the fact that I've been working since I was 15 years old, and you'll see that on my LinkedIn profile, uh, working oh, yeah. you know, jo jobs in food service and retail, selling door to door, uh, doing cold calls for you know, donations. So I've done a lot of things and, and I'm really proud of that. And you know, I definitely wasn't thinking this way when, uh, when I was young doing those jobs, but when I took uh, three buses to the mall for my part-time job at, at SportCheck uh, while I was in high school, all of those experiences really helped me, I think, build a, a form a strong foundation uh, and work ethic, which later in life helped me with uh, being successful at companies like Salesforce and like PayPal now at, at Cezzle. Um, and to be quite honest, I never thought I would end up in a sales role. Uh, growing up, especially in, a, in an immigrant family, um, you know, my, my, I think my parents always thought and myself included always wanted me to be like a banker or a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> um, they, and, uh, and you're you almost know, was, a banker actually with Cezzo, you're I, I almost a, a banker. Yeah, yeah I guess, I, guess uh, <laughs> um, I was, uh, you know, I was always pretty good with numbers. Um, and, and so I actually went to university. I, I majored in finance in university, uh, and did some accounting courses. And up until about my third year in school, I thought I would be an accountant or something in finance. I, I, I thought that was my path. But um, as yeah. I was doing some of those uh, school projects that I was, I was, I was working on, uh, and this is right around the time, not to date myself, but this is right around the time when computers became more powerful and smartphones started becoming a thing. Um, I was like, there's no way what I'm doing now isn't going to be replaced by, uh, by computers or even a computer or a phone sometime soon. Um, so, you know, I really thought about what I should be doing and, and thinking long-term because I wanted to have a, lo a long, you know, 30, 40 year career. Um, but the truth is I had no idea what I wanted to do uh, oh, yeah. after graduation when I was in school. So I just started applying to jobs when I was in my fourth year, I had a few interviews. Um, and then I ended up talking to a company called Cintas, which was my first job uh, out of school. My interview was over the Christmas holidays. I remember not feeling that well. I think I had a cold during that day. Um, but at the time I didn't, you know, I didn't have the, I don't think I had the maturity or the confidence or whatever um, to even call and say, Hey, I need to cancel. I'm not feeling well. Um, so I went anyway and long story short, I bombed it. Like I did not do well. And um, right. I knew that I was done walking out a few days later. I get that email in my, in my inbox. Um, sorry, but you'll not be moving forward with this job. Um, and at the time I didn't even know if I wanted that job, um, but I just wanted a job. Um, but I think the the competitive nature kicked in in me, and I was like, I need to get this thing somehow, this Cintas job. So a couple of months go by, and at Western, where I went to school, we had a, they had a, a job fair, and 
so I go there, I explain the situation to the recruiter that, that was uh, at the booth. And I, and, and they basically said, sorry, but since you got rejected at that one location, you're, you're basically a no-go forever. Um, but maybe we can get you an interview at a different location. So I'm like, let's go, let's do this. The, the interview gets set up this time. I'm feeling good. I'm not sick or anything. I did five interviews the same day. Um, and I got an offer for the management trainee position, which is what I did when I um, graduated. And the other amazing thing that came out of all this is that, and, and you just talk about luck and serendipity is that one of the people who interviewed me at this new location ended up being now my wife. So um, I think, wow, uh, I think that's a, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting uh, story. Um, and since then, uh, I've continued to, uh, you know, work really hard, uh, dedicated time and continue to getting better every day at, at, at uh, my craft and everything. And luckily had the opportunity to be employed by some amazing co- brands and companies like the ones you mentioned. Um, and, you know, luckily I just stumbled upon a lot of solutions that really help customers uh, or, or like our customers achieve their goals and what they want to do. Um, so I think, yeah, that's a little bit about me and my experience, my background. Uh, but one more thing before I guess we move into the next question is, uh, is that I've been extremely fortunate to have worked for these companies and these amazing companies, Sezzle included. And all of these companies really believe in doing good while doing well. Uh, and that business can be a force for good. So I've I, I've been fortunate to learn a lot of those things from these companies, uh, and I've made it a personal mission to continue uh, helping communities that we operate in, um, and then also you know hopefully being able to influence uh, others to do the same. I, I truly believe uh, in in giving back, especially uh, for those who who can. That's that's uh, really amazing that you say that, but because that's the reason why I've started also the podcast and the journey e-commerce to give back to community and 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 train people to help them to become better. So we have a we have a fit there. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've li- yes. I've listened to a couple. They're great. Oh, my, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you so my much. my but my buddy Richard was on a, a few weeks. ago. Oh yeah, Richard, what an awesome guy. I I met <laughs> Richard a few years ago, and now. Uh, He's one of my references. Uh, I love him. Good. Um, Good. So let's talk a little bit more about Cezzo and we're we're gonna get in, in depth uh, about the solution, but also all all the disruption uh, we we know that is happening right now in the e-commerce industry. So Cezzo uh, is is disrupting a little bit the uh, the e-commerce industry uh, by providing merchant and client solutions to help them do transactions. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you tell our audience? What is Sezzle and what do you provide exactly in terms of service and product? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as a company, Sezzle uh, was founded in 2016, actually doing something completely different. Uh, we're based in uh, Minneapolis, publicly traded on the Australian Stock Exchange. Uh, we expanded into Canada, our service into Canada, not that long ago, about a year and a half ago, around mid-2019. And I joined in October of 2019. Um Our payment solution is currently offered to uh, customers in, in Canada, in the U.S. We recently launched pilots in India, uh, parts of Europe, and we're also starting to build a presence and, and have some people uh, on the ground in Brazil. Um, we're accepted as a payment method at over uh, 34,000 uh, partners and re- retail partners in North America, uh, including some familiar Canadian brands like uh, like an Altitude Sports, Softmock, yes. uh, Bonlook, Laura, uh, soon to be Stokes. Um, and, and many more. So very, very different industries that uh, that that we can work in. 
Um, now, the underlying premise of, of our business and our solution is that if you look at the younger generation and how they shop, how they pay for things, um, and how they really just think about financial services, it's very different from previous generations. Um, the, the current credit system is somewhat outdated, and in particular, uh, credit cards. In, and I'll speak on just Canada for now, but in Canada, we're highly driven by rewards. There's a lot of credit cards that have amazing rewards, um, and credit cards are widely used in Canada. In fact, 89% of Canadians uh, reported to have at least one credit card in their wallet. Uh, we have oh. about 75 million of them in circulation. Um, but the group, when you think, when you really step back and think about it, the group that is funding those awesome rewards for those cards are likely not the ones that are truly benefiting. Because if you look at the stats, Average credit card debt in Canada is just under $3,000. 48% of Canadians actually reported they don't pay back their balance in full every month. And unfortunately, we know that usually comes with uh, often you know, confusing uh, interest fees and some other fees that might have to pay. Um, mm -hmm. So what we're, what we're finding is that, especially the younger generation, um, they're, they're, you know, they're looking for a, a more responsible, a more transparent way to budget and to pay for things. Um, and, and also... Uh, a way to 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 build credit while doing so. Um, so that's the Canadian lens. If I think about the U.S., a lot of people between that 18 to 34 bracket, they don't even have a credit card uh, oh. because uh, because they grew up during the downturn. That you know there were specific rules that made it harder to get credit cards. It's hard to build enough credit to be able to get a a credit card. Um, so we're addressing those macro trends, which are really just people are using credit cards less than they they uh, they used to or previous generations. Um, now on the solution itself. So what, are, what, what is the actual solution to help solve this? It's, it's really simple. Our solution is really simple. So think of us like a credit card, but on training wheels. We are like a, you know, we are a, a, like a practice for a credit card. Uh, we are an in-cart payment option currently uh, in Canada, only available online. It, it okay. helps people unlock some of their budgeting or purchasing power. Uh, we partner with retailers. So the ones I mentioned like Altitude Sports. So we partner with them to enable their customers and their shoppers to split up purchases into four interest-free uh, payments over six weeks. It's always zero interest and there's never a credit check. Um, and to keep it responsible, we usually start shoppers with a relatively low uh, limit. Um, so our average order value in Canada is actually around $140. The retailer okay. gets paid in full the next business day uh, and they ship the item just like they would any other order with a credit card or PayPal and whatnot. Um, so if you're listening and you're familiar with uh, with like a layaway plan, uh, it is almost exactly that, a digital version of that, um, except the order is shipped right away by the retailer before it is paid in full. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, for the, for the retailers, uh, this type of payment option is helping unlock a whole new set of customers. Um, it's also a great tool to increase things like uh, conversion, uh, average order va volume or value, sorry. Uh, and we also do a great job at marketing uh, our amazing uh, partners through channels like uh, in Instagram, for example, where we have close to a hundred thousand uh, followers. So you know we can get brands in front of our consumers that maybe they uh, had otherwise not heard of before. Yeah, and it it was the case for uh, one of the clients we uh, we worked together to uh, uh, to, to implement Sezzle. Like uh, I think last uh, week, our client uh, Lambert Design they sell uh, handbags. Oh, cool! They yeah. were they, they were in your newsletter, <laughs> and and oh, uh, that's great. Uh, all the staff received it, and they were like, oh, "Sezzle are talking about Lambert." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, 
all you That's and the cool. team, you, you've created that. We, we've worked to do that. And everyone was uh, really excited and Nabai really appreciated. And we, we saw traffic on the website and, and sales. So... That's that's that's, that's awesome that you're able to to give back that way also. So you're not only a payment solution, you're also a, a display for all those uh, retailer, and that's what I've discovered also. Uh, because another brand also that we uh, we we've implemented on on Sizzle are on on your like marketplace or directory. So yep. that's uh, that's awesome that you have that. That's uh, yeah. That's what awesome. what one thing I want to mention the directory since you bring it up is yep. when when COVID started. We a couple of months after that, we we kept getting calls from our customers, our like Sezzle members, and they and they kept asking uh, online and calls. They were like, "How do we support more Canadian businesses?" Um, we mm -hmm. we work with we work with a ton of small medium businesses in Canada as well as the bigger ones like the Altitude Sports. Um, so when uh, a few months after COVID started, we we decided to create a, a Shop Canada directory. So if you go to our website at Sezzle.com, there's actually a section. Uh, Shop Canada, where we feature hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Canadian brands and Canadian retailers, Canadian-owned companies or can Canadian-owned companies, so that our customers can go and discover and explore other uh, just Canadian brands that they could be supporting. So we're so that's something we're really proud of. That's uh, yeah, that's awesome, and I think uh, local uh, shopping has became something really important uh, since the beginning of the pandemic and. And That's I know right. that it's gonna stay. I think more people are are conscious that it does have an impact, an environmental impact, but also an economical impact. And we saw with Huge. lots of the restaurants, uh, our retail stores that have been shut down uh, during the pandemic. So. That's uh, that's something amazing that uh, that you're doing. Uh, just before I continue my other questions about you know the buy now pay later, I just want to get back a little bit in time and about also what you're currently doing because you went from a sales role to uh, a leadership slash management uh, role for a publicly traded company. So, what has been your biggest challenge in terms of leadership and management so far? Maybe it's a <laughs> wide question, but. You know, I'm sure you're going to have a pretty nice answer. <laughs> yeah, um, that is a uh, that is a pretty broad question. Um, you know, I'd be lying if I said that there weren't lots of challenges, but but I love challenges. Um, so that's a great question. I, I, I will, you know, one I'll talk about, I think one of the biggest challenges I'm facing now and and and, uh, and I faced and I still do um, is really just around time management. You know, I I love speaking with customers and potential customers given the sales background and um and i've spent you know 10 plus 15 years of my career prior to joining sezzle you know actively in those roles trying to find new customers by doing email outreach calling you know door-to-door -door knocking when when we could do so um so it's hard to all of a sudden you know, just take a step back and not do that as much, especially because I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I really enjoyed the conversations of how, how we could, how our solutions could help those customers. Um, but it's interesting because at the same time, if I was to give advice to somebody that's starting in a similar role at a similar size organization at, at, with a similar uh, growth trajectory or growth goals as Sezzle, I would probably say that that person, even if they were in management or a general manager or whatever, Um, that they should probably spend at least 30% of their time selling um, because, you know, that's the only way you keep going. You got you to keep selling. So, um, you know, I, I think the, the, the related challenge to that is that I, I don't want my team, because we do have a, I have a sales team. I don't want my team to think I'm doing it because 
I don't believe they're capable of doing so. We have an amazing team, and I don't think that at all. Um, yes, you have. <laughs> so, so there's that aspect of it. Um, yep. So, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest challenges is the ability to balance, you know, the management of sales, marketing, recruiting, uh, product, um, and then with managing and giving direction to the team and really just finding the right mix around doing that has been, um, is something I continue to work on. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point of view because sometimes uh, people have only specific tasks, but not a variety of tasks and department that you have to manage and, and oversee. And I think that my key takeaway on what you said is spending time to stay on the market and, and go doing some sales pitch because you're going to stay in contact and what is important uh, for your customer. And I think you need to, to stay in touch with that. That's the pr whatever the market you're in. I think it's, it's something that is always true. That's, uh, that's amazing. And uh, we, we talked a little bit about COVID earlier, but uh, I would like to know your point of view and how did COVID affected the online purchase uh, habits uh, of the consumer and, <clears throat> do do you think they spend more they spend less they spend differently with new you know emerging payment method uh, have you observed some some patterns or do you have any data about that uh at Sazzle? Mm -hmm. uh yeah we we do and 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 these you know th this is data that we talk to uh retailers and partners about all the time so i think um i think there are three macro trends that I can talk about related to your question. And the, and the answer is all of the above, by the way. Um, so the, the first one is, uh, is definitely no surprise, uh, which is, uh, which is the rise in, in digital commerce. And of course, because of COVID, this has been accelerated years. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you see in your business, I, you know, you, you were just telling me about all the new customers that, that you're working with now. It's because they're seeing this Uh, acceleration of, of, of digital and digital commerce. So uh, the stat that I saw recently was that during the holidays in 2020, um, over uh, over 25% or every one in $4 was spent online. Uh, and I think it's safe to say that people are shopping online now more than ever. Um, and for both delivery and curbside pickup, which some retailers are doing fantastically, uh, that in my opinion, is, is likely not going to stop even after things get back to normal and open back up. Once you've experienced the convenience of online shopping and curbside pickup, uh, for certain things, it's really hard to go back now, having to like walk down aisles and find what you're looking of for, course. especially at like large retailers. Um, so, you know, but, I, but that's not to say brick and mortar is going to die. I don't think that. I think retailers with a brick and mortar presence really need to continue to focus on experience and using in-person opportunities to build uh, brand loyalty uh, and really cater to the senses that are really hard now and maybe never be able to achieve uh, that they can achieve over a screen. I still think there are a lot of opportunities for in-store. I just think it's going to look very different. Um, the, the second trend is Uh, I saw in a recent uh, uh, Boston Consulting uh, article is pointing to the rapid shifts in consumer behavior and really what consumers value, what we value as a consumer. Um, so you mm -hmm. just talked about it. There's a high, uh, a higher emphasis now on fewer, uh, better shopping local uh, overall uh, sustainability, uh, which we know costs a little bit more. Um, and companies and, and consumers and companies they want to align with. Um, or hopefully they want to align with companies that that actually represent 
good and, and do things sustainably, um, which actually, by the way, a, a shameless plug, but Sezzle recently got certified as a B Corp, uh, which, yeah. uh, which, you know, I, really I speaks to our, our sustainability goals and all that. But uh, yeah. And, and along with that, Con is congrats also... for this, by the way, that's, that's something important. Uh, and, and we're, Thank by you. the way, because, because of that, and because we have lots of clients that are uh, B Corp certified, Uh, we put in place also a uh, uh, durable uh, development department uh, in-house and we're on the on the roadmap to uh, get a B Corp certification also for Novatize. Oh, so that, that's following amazing. your path. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. They, uh, they they do a great job at making sure that they keep the standards high and we're, we're very proud of uh, getting that stamp of, uh, of approval. It took us a long time and the team worked really hard on it. Um, anyway, thank you for that. And that's exciting to hear for, for Novatize. Um, but back to the kind of what, what consumers value, uh, you know, it's, it's around things like transparency, which in our world in payments really means that having solutions and terms that are easy to understand, you know, things like no hidden fees, um, and then also control and the ability to manage and predict expenses, uh, which we're seeing now more and more with uh, subscription services ranging from, you know, gym equipment to even the content we assume, uh, not assume that we consume. Uh, with with like Netflix or or Spotify and um, and then and then even our meals. There's a lot of meal plans now. So predictable, better, uh, easier to manage. Uh, I think is a it's another pretty big trend. Um, and then lastly, yes. you asked about uh, you asked about payment methods. Um, yep. Of course, we're seeing uh, we're seeing a huge growth in buy now pay later. Um, but but I do want to say that buy now pay later can mean a lot of things. A lot of companies are saying we're buy now pay later. Um, and using that term because it's like, it's pretty hot these days. Um, but when I say buy now, pay later, I'm specifically referring to the model of uh, four payments uh, over six weeks, uh, which really serves as a credit card alternative and a budgeting tool. Um, we don't do, you know, like 24 months or whatever like that with interest, nothing wrong with that. It's just not, uh, not our business. Um, and uh, when you look at stats from say Salesforce, They, they said that buy now, pay later uh, usage gained uh, 109% year over year during the holiday season of 2020. Um, a recent survey I, I, I saw, I think this came out of the US, is that over uh, 40% of millennials uh, claim that they've made purchases using a buy now, pay later payment method uh, in, in the last year. Um, hmm. And at Sezzle, I can speak on, on our own results that are publicly shared. Uh, we, we recently reported our annual results a couple of, a couple of months ago um, and our underlying merchant sales, which is really just the, the payments that we process for our retailer partners. That's up over 250% year over year. Uh, and then, wow. and then, yeah. And then in Canada uh, in particular, um, and keep in mind, 2020 was our first you know full year when, when mm -hmm. comparing 2019 to 2020, we're up over 1500% uh, year over year as far as uh, processing <laughs> volume. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's considered still for a merchant uh, as an emerging solution. Like people are starting to get used to search for an option in the ch checkout process. So I think now it's it starts to be in mind of consumer. And when they they land on a website and they're searching for a product, uh, most of the time the product are a little bit higher of you know than 20 or 40 bucks uh, per product. So they're expecting to have a a payment solution to to help them to <laughs> to pay the to pay the bill actually <laughs> so that's yeah a, that's amazing to see that you had a huge growth like that in canada thank you thank you and and <laughs> um and we do that with with great partners like like you um 
you know, I, what I will say is we're having very different conversations now with retailers than we did, you know, in 2019 or even 2020. Um, the, the, the conversation has really shifted because back in 2019, early 2020, it was mostly like, why would somebody want to split up a pair of shoes over four payments? And, um, and now I think, I think retailers are starting to realize, wait a minute, it's just a, it's just a payment option. It's like a credit card. Uh, but it's easier to understand, and and a lot of consumers prefer it as just the payment option. Yeah, and it helps to reduce the pressure on the cash flow of the of that's the it. Consumer. Yeah, so that, a- absolutely that, that does make sense. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's amazing. And and on the other side, the e-commerce owners uh, should ask themselves, I guess, some some questions before entering into the the process of implementing a solution like Sezzle. So what what should be considered by uh, e-commerce owners? prior to choose their buy now pay later solution for their store? Um, I think the first thing is, uh, and again, if, if we're talking buy now pay later specifically the four uh, payments over six weeks, um, I think the first thing is, you know, are a good fit for at least for Sezzle is really anyone who sells something online, as long as their average order value is, you know, let's say under $750. Um, so that's the breaking point, $750? Uh, that's the av- that's the average. We we can actually go up oh. to uh, we can actually go up to twenty five hundred. Um, but on okay. average, if they're if they're under seven fifty, probably a good fit. Like I said, our average order value in Canada is about one hundred and forty dollars. Um, so okay. you know, really all all price ranges up until uh, the twenty five hundred could work with with Sezzle. Um, so I would first consider um, I would first consider that whether or not that they they fit in that bucket. Secondly, I would think about as a retailer. Um, Who's who is who is their customer? Like who is their aspirational customer? If if one of their top priorities is being able to reach out um, and message to uh, a younger base of eighteen to thirty four year olds and really being able to connect with them uh, in in a different way using very different you know using different methods. Um, well, guess what? I mean, this type of payment method is is increasingly being preferred by by that group. So I would mm-hmm. I would think about that as well. Um, and then thirdly. You know, I would, the, we don't pretend that we are uh, building, you know, rockets and going to space or anything. So there are different players in this space uh, that do seemingly the same thing. You know, there, there are slight differences from a functionality standpoint between the different players, but just like Visa and MasterCard, there are a few different players. So I think, I think those retailers need to sit down and think about what's important to me, what's important to my customers. Um, you know, do, do we want to work with companies that, uh, are, are, um, are doing good for the world or, or have great, you know, customer experience, or do I just want to go for the absolute lowest price? So I think they have to really decide what's important for them, um, as well. Um, but I think, you know, as far as, as far as like, uh, industries and, uh, price points, we, we work with, we work with everyone. I think it's, I think what the retailer needs to understand is that, you know, not everyone's going to use something like Sezzle or Sezzle. Um, our customer isn't uh, somebody that has a credit card who pays, who loves their points and pays off their balance in full every month. That's not a Sezzle customer. And that person will continue to use credit cards probably on, on that site. Um, but there is a huge base of customers that are choosing uh, and not wanting to use, either either don't have or don't want to use a credit card uh, for various reasons, uh, and they can really connect with those 
from with that group uh, through a through a service like Sezzle. That's that's really interesting. So I I get that you're giving access to credit to a, a percentage of the population that normally would not necessarily have access to credit cards, or that, as you said earlier, would be a, a first step before getting a credit card or helping them uh, to to purchase online. So that's that's really interesting. And on the merchant side. Uh, what what the merchant can expect in terms of results after implementing the solution because it's not only uh, interesting for the customer it's also it's interesting for the merchants uh, I know that it has an impact on the average order value but do you have any uh, cues on, on what to expect and how much time does it take to get some good results and so for someone that only have you know Visa MasterCard right now on their checkout uh, what they can expect from that Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it does differ depending on industry and average order value as what you've probably seen with your customers. But in general, mm -hmm. uh, from what we've seen, after having Sezzle for about three to six months, a retailer uh, can expect that in Canada around, say, 10% of their, uh, of their total volume coming through Sezzle through, mm. uh, through various studies that we've done Um, and we have a case study with Softmock, for example, uh, they should expect about 70 to 80% of that, of that 10% to be incremental. So the incremental is coming from average order value increases. Like you just said, they come from our ability to, to bring them new customers that they didn't have in the past. Um, and then of course, the ability to impact conversion by, uh, by offering a solution to help break purchases into four payments, as well as a preferred payment method. So through, through all of that, um, if, if, I'm, if I'm the retailer and thinking, why, why should I have Sezzle? Um, they should expect somewhere between like five to 12% incremental sales uh, mm. from, using, from using sales, uh, from, not from using Sezzle, uh, usually after six, six months of, of having us. Um, and uh, the case study I referred to was Softmock. After having us for, uh, I think it was about nine months was the time that we did the, the case study, between the number of customers that, that Sezzle referred to them, um, they also saw a 50% average order value lift in uh, customers that use Sezzle versus other payment methods. The average order was about 50% more. And mm. so they did all of their analysis and their CFO came back to us and said, yeah, we think Sezzle delivered about a 10% incremental sales Uh, to our to our online business, which is incredible. I mean, that's insane. Um, it, yeah, it has so, a huge huge impact for retailers to to choose a solution like that. That's it. It that's is. It, it is. And and if retailers are listening, um, you know, as you know, especially on 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 platforms like a Shopify, uh, it takes about 10 minutes to get sezzle uh, up and running on that on, on that platform as well as a few others yep. so i would say if i was a business owner i would i would say why wouldn't you ju just test you know let the data speak for itself i won't i oh, can't yes. say yeah i can't say it works a hundred percent of the time but it does work you know a majority of the time and uh, and if it, there's an easy way to test i would encourage uh, i would encourage everyone to do so Yes, that's that's a good idea to test it because it's uh, really uh, the barriers uh, you know to 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 join in uh, are really low. You know, it's it does take a, effectively uh, like 
15 minutes to 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 have all the things set it up i think it's longer to sign the contract and <laughs> and start the relation with the the rep than setting up the the thing so that yeah i mean mo- to, most to of our uh, i think 90 95% of our our re- uh, merchant or our retailer partners actually just sign up on their own they get it set up on their own and we never talk to them a lot of it is done on their own um but but actually one one more thing uh, that I do want to uh, bring up, which is really interesting, is uh, is the aspect because of because of the flexibility in payment that what we've seen is that customers tend to buy a little bit more uh, with that, like we talked about average orders. So, for example, mm-hmm. uh, we're on uh, we're on websites like Popeye Supplements uh, and Shop Santé yep. in Quebec, pr- pretty well known sites for vitamins and supplements and health foods. And you would think these are regular purchases that people make every couple of weeks or once a month. So what's the benefit uh, in Sezzle? But what we found was uh, working with these types of uh, these types of retailers was that these customers, because they could use Sezzle, they would stock up uh, more on products and, and order less frequently. So the person that was oh, buying that's a two-week supply. Yeah. yeah, so the person that was buying a two-week supply uh, prior to Sezzle is now buying a two-month supply or a three-month supply because they could split the payments over time. And then for the retailer, they're they're now shipping less, but they're shipping exactly. more units per more. shipment, yeah. which is which has been amazing to keep uh, shipping costs down. So th- so those are things that you know I would encourage retailers to think about outside of just being able to offer uh, like a like a split payment option. That's that's a really good point because it has also an, an a cost impact for the merchant outside of just the payment solution. It does have a, an impact on their cost for their shipping cost because if they yes. ship one box versus three bucks, uh, because the client was buying each two weeks, or you know, uh, it does, yeah, it, it changed the game. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting uh, one that that doesn't come up often, but the, there there are a, a few indirect effects that indirect impacts that we've seen uh, purely just based on working with uh, v- various retailers. Um, one other one I'll mention, actually, while we're on this topic is returns. We're, we're finding that, especially with fashion retailers, that um, Sezzle customers are returning their items a lot less frequently than other payment methods. And we, we believe that that has to do with just the psychological impact of seeing, uh, let's, for example, like a $200 item on uh, somebody's bank statement or credit card bill, but now they're seeing you know, four payments of $50 instead of the 200. And, uh, and we, we found that the, the return rates to be much less for subtle purchases versus, uh, versus other payment methods. Oh, wow. That was something that I wasn't thinking about, but yeah, that's right. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you're less likely to return a product if you know, yeah, I get it. That's uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's all positive and all uh, beautiful and unicorns, but, What, what type of merchant would you recommend to stay away uh, from a solution like Sezzle or other solution? Not necessarily Sezzle, but what type of merchant you know that hasn't been a really good fit so far with the solution? Are there any or do you know something about that? Um, I mean, we generally, of course, like we, we work with um, retailers in all verticals of all sizes um, and You know, as as long as as long as they're selling something that's legal, of course, um, <laughs> we don't. We're not in the dark web right now, so it's yeah, okay. not yeah, exactly. I I really don't think that there's anything that's not a great fit. Um, you know, I I 
with our buy now pay later solution, it's uh, what I think is if if the retailer accepts credit cards today, then Sezzle is most likely a really good fit for them. Um, or if they have pay, PayPal today, Sezzle is probably a really good fit for them. Where uh, where I guess I personally, you know, where I think I personally think that some merchants maybe shouldn't offer buy now pay later is. Uh, is in in the environment where it may be uh, it may be very costly for the customer, um, you know, okay. like like I think uh, I, I think there are some services that um, I think there are some services that end up costing the customer a lot more. Whereas our like our mission is to help educate uh, consumers on how to spend more responsibly and having a tool that helps them build their credit. Um, I, I just personally don't believe that if you're, you know, if somebody needs to pay for a thousand dollar product over 24 months and pay a high interest fee, I, I, I I'm just personally not aligned with that. Yeah. I, yeah, I get it. And it does make sense also in aligned with the, with your, uh, a social responsible vision so that that does make sense but let, let, let's take an example for for a business case that we had recently uh, okay. so we have one of our merchant that sells a uh, 20 up to 40 dollar uh, product so the average order value are quite low let's say 45 dollar 50 dollar maximum uh, do you would you recommend using the solution or what would be the strategy to leverage uh, that type of, uh, of payment method. Um, yeah. So I, I would go back to, I would go back to what uh, it's hard to say because if I don't know what their product is, um, but it goes back to, I guess the frequency and also, uh, and also whether or not that, that retailer or that merchant, um, is, is, uh, thinks that they could be selling more, what their, uh, shipping hurdle is. I think there's a whole lot of things that go, uh, into the equation. Um, but what I can say is I can give a couple of examples. One is uh, one is the one I just talked about, like like for example, vitamins or or a lot of CPG goods. Each product is you know five, ten, fifteen dollars at most. But when people are buying multiple and they're getting to that free shipping hurdle of say fifty or sixty or seventy five dollars, um, then that becomes a pretty good uh, that becomes a pretty good use case uh, for Sezzle. Uh, we also have a lot of retailers that that even sell like five dollar items, like in uh, in a lot of uh, crafts. We have a lot of merchants that sell fabric um, that might sell uh, that might sell like pens and different types of uh, material to do arts and crafts. Um, but what what ends up happening is uh, people are adding a lot to the basket so that they can do their project, and then that becomes a good use case uh, for Sezzle. Um, but like I said, back to what you know, back to what I what what I uh, had uh, referenced before, um, I I think I think they should just test and see if it's something that their customers have uh, a demand for. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but there's no better way than to use a data for, or to use data from from testing. Yeah, and and uh, a quick tip we we did implement is that we can put a minimum order value. Uh, to set before using Sezzle. So in in that particular case, we did put a limit of fifty bucks. So okay. all the consumer that you know under fifty bucks, it's it's so cheap that you know it does 
make little less sense to finance an order. But you know, if if you said that uh, you you saw good results in vitamin, uh, it does it does make sense. But uh, yeah, we tested it and it went well, and we saw that all the average order value for this particular case went from 45 to 80 bucks. So wow. we, we saw that that average order uh, value lift. So it was uh, incredible. Um, let's finish with the question about the, says also my last one, the prior we enter in the final questions because I know you have a, a hard stop. Uh, so we know that, as you said, there's a lot of uh, emerging solution. We, we see uh, Afterpay on the market, Paybrite, Klarna, mostly in the US. Uh, and even I know that PayPal are entering into the, the market. So yep. what does make uh, Sezzle so unique? And yeah, what what why should a consumer choose Sezzle uh, instead of others? So just just in a few words. Yeah, for sure. So I think the first thing, and, and I think most companies would, would, would say this, but but uh, I think the first thing is really the people and the mission. Um, so because of our because of our team and we have an amazing team, we, we, we provide an amazing experience for both shoppers and our retailer partners. And you can read about that. You know, don't take my word for it. You can read about that on our uh, public reviews and on our app reviews and, um, and, and feel free to, to just, uh, you know, do that on your own. Um, and then, and then the second piece of it is, is really around mission. So there are a lot of companies in the space that you mentioned can do very similar things from a functionality standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, but the but the why behind it is uh, I think differs from company to company. Um, so it really depends on what type of customer uh, that retailer is wanting to connect with as well. Um, you know, when we talk to our customers, they they talk about Sezzle being a great way to experience credit, to manage spending habits, um, and one of the uh, the biggest features we rolled out in the currently in the U.S. for now um, is uh, is called Sezzle Up, which is uh, which is the ability for us to actually help our shoppers improve their credit score. So for, for customers who opt into Sezzle Up, what we're doing is as, as they're showing positive repayment behavior, once they sign up for Sezzle, we are helping them improve their credit. And oh. we are in our, in our, exactly. And that's a, that's a, it's a huge problem, um, you know, with people not being able to access more traditional credit or them being able to go out and get a mortgage or, um, or a car loan and things like that. So we're helping these groups by improving their credit. We know that's really important to them. Um, and then for them to actually be able to graduate or how, or for us to be able to help them get into more traditional, uh, forms of credit and be able to use things like credit card, uh, in a, in a responsible way and to use it, what I call properly. Um, so I don't think any, Other buy now pay later is doing that right now um, to, to actually help people uh, improve their credit. So that's a big, big part of our uh, business as well as our mission. Um, uh, and then thirdly, I'll say we, we were the, Sezzle was the first one and still one of the only ones to be able to offer a buy now pay later service to both, um, to both US and Canada under the same brand. That's really important because mm. the cross-border aspect of us and canada we're the biggest corridor in the world um as far as cross-border trade so to, to be able to do that under the same brand and uh, and if the retailer has the same url um i think is a is a huge advantage um and uh yeah so i i think those are the major things that i would say and then and then back to what we talked about earlier uh is you know one of the proof points in, in our mission and 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 our our mission is to, to financially empower the next generation 
Um, and, and one of the proof points is that B Corp certification. Um, mm. it, it's, of you know, course. we, uh, we, 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 we want to make sure that, uh, that we're continuously doing good and, and doing good for the communities around us. And, um, uh, and we think that's, or we know that's a huge, uh, differentiator, um, between us and some of our, uh, some of, some of the competition. Uh, but the last thing I will say is actually, this is, um, you know, what we're, what we're experiencing a lot, and you'll see this in Australia, which is a much more mature market uh, for buy now, pay later, um, is that retailers are starting to, to understand and realize, wow, like Sezzle has their own customers, Afterpay has their own customers. Maybe we should offer a couple of options, just like we do Visa, MasterCard, MX. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, huh. there, there, you're starting to see that more often uh, as well. Okay, so we can expect soon to see Afterpay in the same checkout process as Sezzle because Sezzle customers are used to use Sezzle and they are comfortable and vice versa. So, yeah, yeah that's that's a pretty good idea. And um, I have a, a small question that came from uh, another guest that I had uh, that uh, for an episode that will be released soon. Um They were asking myself, um, are there any solution? And I'm asking a question directly to you. And it wasn't sure. written in the question, so feel free to answer or not. Um, <laughs> are you expecting to release a feature that will allow uh, in-store, so when people are in-store to use Sezzle, are you expecting something uh, like that to happen, to offer like a non-channel uh, solution for, uh, for um, a consumer? Yeah, so I'll, I'll answer the question with what I can share. Um, in the in the U.S., we already do this today. So if you go to uh, if you go to a GameStop brick and mortar store, if you go to a Target, we uh, know well GameStop. Store, um, so <laughs> we know well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the yeah. moon, to um, the moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but we're available already uh, in uh, in stores at at, uh, at those brands in the U.S. So uh, as as a company, we always try to. We always try to offer solutions to our to our retailers that are um, that are consistent. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, that that would be my best way to answer that. We are we're certainly looking into it, uh, uh, but we can already do it in the U.S. Okay, because uh, I would have a huge client for you. <laughs> If uh, <laughs> once it's available uh, in Canada, let me know. I'll introduce you for sure. Um, Patrick, uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I will end up uh, just asking you and. How do you stay up to date on the e-commerce? And yeah, I would like to know what what do you do to stay up to date about the e-commerce right now? Yeah, I'm following. I'm following. I follow lots of groups. I mean, I consume a lot of content on uh, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, etc. Uh, so I'm I'm following groups like uh, um, like like the one that you have. Uh, I talk to uh, partners like you. Uh, I follow Retail Insider um, and uh, and you know keeping up with the with the conferences and the trade shows and making sure just keeping up to date. And then at the end of the day, it's just talking to a lot of talking to a lot of retailers. And, you know, if it's about Sezzle, if it's not about Sezzle, if it's not about payments, I, I think I'm just uh, generally a curious person. Um, so, you know, if, if they're open to, uh, to having that conversation, I'm always happy to happy to learn. And that's helped me in, uh, in, in keeping up to date with uh, with what's going on. All right. That's uh, that's amazing. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much. It's all the time uh, we had for today. But uh, it was uh, really a, a big pleasure to, to receive you on the show. And uh, maybe in a few months, uh, we will have a second episode together. But uh, 
it was a pleasure for me uh, to have you maybe, on the maybe the next one we do over coffee or something like that in person oh yeah huh? oh yeah we're gonna have a studio in the next office so of course we're gonna do it uh you know uh, in person uh, for sure thank you so Great. much patrick thank you for having me i appreciate it it was a pleasure